with the idea of do I want to make this big investment and not know if it's going to be a hit or do I close this shop and call it a day within like a month of working on it or do I pivot? And Welcome to the Saucy Effect, Breaking Barriers, Embracing Success. I'm your host, Lucy Ortega, a serial entrepreneur. And this podcast will not only delve into stories of triumph, but also explore nuestra cultura and embrace our authenticity. Join our empowering community of socias, mujeres who embrace their unique power, support one another, and strive to make a positive impact. Join us in the Saucy Effect, where barriers crumble and dreams flourish. Empezamos entonces. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Lucy, and we are at episode 10. It is January 15th as of now, and this is the first podcast episode that I am recording of the year. So I want to talk about 2023, and I want to reflect on my 2023 year as a business owner. As many of you know, for me, I've been a full-time business owner since May of 2022, which is crazy because I didn't think I was going to make it this far. <laughs> uh, I really didn't. But it, I think a lot of it was me accepting, okay, this is, this is, this is where I am and this is what I'm going to do. And it took a lot of work. And I think the first three to four months of 2023, I was still contemplating the idea of like, oh, I'm not sure if this food business is for me. Full-time business owner life is for me. And not because I didn't like it. I love, I love, love. I think this is a lifestyle, at least for me to lifestyle. I think it was because I was really scared of stepping in and owning everything that I was actually doing. It was in April of 2023 that I decided to go all in. And I'm like, I'm going to go all in. If, if your heart's not in the business, you easily get bored. You easily get frustrated. And I, I realized that I, that was happening to me in early 2023. I was getting really frustrated because I... I wasn't moving forward. I wasn't doing much progress, but I wasn't doing much progress either because I was just like, well, in April of 2023, I believe, I applied to a program, uh, Juntos Crecemos, which is an amazing program. If you're a food business owner, definitely recommend them. They helped me so much with my website, with my payment of systems. So I, I now have Square. They granted me that the computer, the tablet, the register. I mean, they're just so amazing for doing that for me. They just supported me for like two months. But this didn't happen until June. So I applied for the program sometime in, no, actually August. I applied for the program and I believe sometime June, but sometime June, I went to Yo Quiero Dinero's Our Money, Our Power conference. And it was so enlightening. I just loved being there. It was a conference full of women, business owners, content creators, people trying to get their finances straight or already in their journey. That event really changed me because I got into the, once I got on the plane, I started figuring out how, how can my food business get to a million dollars in revenue? Started breaking it down by like the amount, the cost, how many days per year I can sell, how many workers will I have, all this. I, I broke it down in different categories and in different ways to get to a million dollars in sales. And I think once I did that, I was able to really solidify, okay, this business is a million dollar business. Not that I, not that I already not knew that, but once I broke it down again, it really helped me to figure out what are the next steps if I want to do this. And it was while I was in the plane. So that was when I had the, our menu were still quesadillas. And that was when I had a change of heart. And I was like, you know what? 
I don't want to do quesadillas anymore. We're going to do, we're going to do tacos de guisado. I've been, my uncle had been telling me, you know, try it, try it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I also wasn't, I was, I was still kind of learning all the recipes. It, it was just very complex, but I'm like, no, we're doing this. The other reason actually I didn't want to change to tacos was because our tacos were going to be $4 and our quesadillas were $5. So I was already like, okay, that's a $20 difference. I mean, 20% difference. I was like, no, I don't know. I don't know. I was hesitant, but once I was in the airplane, I I did the math for the quesadillas and I did the math for the tacos, and what really made push me to like okay, we're changing to, to tacos was because when I broke it down by the time, so I did not only broke it by the amount of money, right, but I broke it down in the amount of time. I was at oh, I can make way more tacos in an hour in a day than quesadillas and that surpasses that 20 percent difference in revenue so when i was able to see that i was like oh we're doing this and we changed it so that's what happened in june i i got back and i told my mom you know what next week we're changing the menu and it was a little challenging because you know sometimes we're like oh no like our clients are no longer gonna like us you know our clients are not are no longer gonna buy from us so then july came and well, we started changing the menu and of course like our clients would usually come and be like hey like we want the quesadillas and we were like oh sorry now we only offer tacos did we lose some clients absolutely yes some clients were upset that that happened but at the same time as a business owner you have especially a, a food business especially a business that requires a lot of expenses the margins can get very low very quickly you have to Put yourself first. Put yourself first. I know that a lot of the times as business owners, we want to give our clients the best service, the best product, but you also have to remember you have to put yourself first because if you don't, you are going to burn out. You're going to run yourself thin. You're going to start disliking what is supposed to be making you happy. So eventually, all of our clients got on board. I mean, every every week they might come and it was the same question. Do you have quesadillas? And our answer was like, no, we don't have that anymore. And slowly and surely, I mean, I went back to our social media because I'm the social media manager of the page. And I, I ended up deleting every content that had quesadillas, all of our videos that had quesadillas because we were no longer providing that. And yeah, that was another thing I had to do. And it was also struggle because I had actually had hired a VA to upload all the content I had onto from TikTok to Instagram. So there you go. You see me deleting all the videos and I'm like, oh my gosh, I paid this. For and it wasn't even about like the, the money. It was also about like the time and the time it took them, right? And I was like, oh man, well, it is what it is. But the tacos had a really, really good response or it has they have had a pretty good response Actually, they are system-wise, they're much easier for our workers. They're also easier. My worker, especially my my full-time Anna, she's like, I like this. You know, it's much easier. I, all the systems that you're putting into place work for me. So that's also a, a priority that I have to ensure that the people that work with me have a good time and an easy time at work. Going back to the to the story about applying, because now we're in July slash August. So when I came back from the conference in June, I also messaged Juntos Crecemos, the program that I that helps food businesses. I emailed them and I'm like, hey, I never heard back from you. What happened? And they were actually like, no, we actually emailed you saying that you were in the program. And I was like, what do you mean? It turned out that we that they had emailed me that they had accepted me in the program. So. We 
we started working sometime August, I believe, or July and August. Yes, August, August. We started working together, figuring out like the story behind it, the website, the menu, everything. Sometime then, that was when the the brick and mortar, the, our location, was available for leasing, and I went for it. I have in the previous episodes you already heard all the commotion and drama, but essentially by August thirty first, I had the keys and I start. I was cleaning that place with my family, painting it, everything from September first to basically like September fifteen and September eighteen. We opened the doors. Also, the first two weeks of September was when I was doing a lot of the paperwork but also another thing that happened in August was that I met with the coordinators of the Feria de los Moles we we met and we became participants of La Feria de los Moles which I'll continue that story for that in a bit but September came across and I feel like now I can talk about it the paperwork process took longer than what we wanted I I thought that, oh, yeah, you know, in a week, two weeks, tops, we have everything. And it was like, nope. Mid-September, I realized, you know, the paperwork's not going to come through. And I called the former business owner or the former owner of of our location. And I was like, hey, you did not tell me this is going to take long. You told me it was a turnkey, turnover key, and I was going to be able to start selling right away. So I was like, look, if I need to pay you rent, which I do. I want to start ASAP. Do I have your permission to start operating? Because the city won't allow me. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to say what she said. But so I started operating. And I said, well, if, if God wants me to be operating, he's going to protect me. And that's how it happened. We started selling our tacos. That was that. So we were operating. We were starting up. But we were also prepping for La Feria de los Moles, which happened the first weekend of October. So that was a lot of work. I, we were putting in like, I don't know, I was probably sleeping like five hours a day because I was barely learning how to operate a new location. And I was also operating the taco stand and I was also operating um, or planning for the event, right? Like we were, we were expected to feed a thousand people. So I was buying all the sodas and all the ingredients and just making those those preparations right like the gloves the trash bags the trash um the bags were the the orders the containers the fork all it was a long list you know meeting up with people going to meetings figuring out okay how can how does this whole festival run because this is my first time going and it was a lot of work the the feria de los moles happened i mean was it a success yes and no we we took a loss. We we took it's in the thousand dollar loss, and one of the things that a mentor of mine told me that had done the the person who mentored me for the bus festival. She's like, your first year, you're always gonna take a loss because you don't know what to expect. So this year, in October, we are hoping to be participants again, and now I know what to do, what what to operate, how to make our process. Our systems of operation much faster and hopefully, well, this time around, we're taking we're taking a profit home. It was a very good experience because we had a lot of exposure. We were at Univision, we were in Telemundo, we were in all these other channels, something that I didn't even think was going to happen. My goal, and I have it right here, my goal was to have five media interviews in one year. So by 2024, I wanted Sierra to be in five media interviews. 
and we reached that goal. We were in Univision, we were in Spectrum, we got interviewed at a local TV station, plus a couple other local magazines and, and channels. So that was really, really amazing. And a lot of people were like, a lot of people that know me were like, I saw you on TV. And I'm like, oh yeah. And that's another thing that I'm actually a pretty shy person. I'm, I'm pretty loud in like a private setting with my family or people I really, really know. But even if I don't really, really, really know people, I'm not really loud. This was an experience and this allowed me to be, to put myself out there and, and out, out of my comfort zone. And then try to go back to normal. As I as we started up operating now at the brick and mortar, I realized that the facility was just not giving its full potential. We we needed more equipment than what I had thought of, and that was going to cost a big investment. And then I had to sit down with the idea: of, Do I want to make this big investment and not know if it's going to be a hit, or do I close this shop and call it a day within like a month of working on it? Or do I pivot? And and I remember, I it, I don't know if I, <laughs> and I remember I was driving down the 110 freeway and I was like, no, wait. And I was like, wait, I have an actual facility. I have fridges, I have oven, I have all these things. I'm like, I have always wanted to have a Mexican cafe. All right, we're going to start doing that. We're going to start selling sandwiches. We're just going to start selling coffee, cafe de olla. We're going to start um, making deals with bakeries. We're going to start having our cute plates. I have always wanted, you know, like those tea houses in, in the in the nice neighborhoods. Okay, we're going to have that here, but with like Mexican talavera and um, platos de barro, we're, we're going to make it happen. I'm like, this is not the end, this is just the beginning of something. But looking back, what happens when you start operating from a place of abundance? Like, no, I have more than what I need. Like, I have space, I have a patio, I have all of these things. My brain went and we're going to give this a try. You did not come this far like for you not to continue. But it wasn't an easy decision. And I always say it, like, it felt like a breakup because I remember getting home I don't know why. I just put a towel on the floor and I'm like, I'm asleep here on the floor. I feel like Mindy from the Mindy Project where she would like just lay on the floor on her rug. That's how it felt. I'm just going to lay down here and I'm asleep. And I did sleep. And I woke up and I was like, yeah, whatever I decided in the on the freeway, we're doing that. No, I already know. We're doing that. For sure. We're changing concept. Scratch whatever I had planned for. So I did that. That weekend, I started drafting the new menu. Monday, I went to buy all the things. Tuesday, we were open all over again. And we were like, okay, we're operating at this. In November, we were already full, all in. So then November and December, a lot of it was like, okay, what's working? What's not working? And at least for the cafe, November, our sales increased. And December, our sales increased even more. But then the kids left because the advantage that we have at the cafe is that there is a middle school, there's a high school, and there's elementary. So there's multiple schools and there's also teachers. So we are able to service teachers, we're able to service students. And I think that's the beauty about the cafe. While all of this is going at the cafe, I also have to think about the stand. So 
because I have run the stand since 2022, since May of 2022, I know that November and December are the worst months that we have. But I also had to think about, okay, how can I best prepare my business, right? Not just myself, but my business. And with that, what I ended up doing is on August, I hired an influencer to come to the stand. And I'll be very honest, their traction was okay. And then November, I reached out to two other influencers. We had decided that November was going to be the, the month that they were going to come. So they came and uh, they, they charged a couple hundred bucks, y'all. They, they're not free. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know what? This is an investment. I It might be a hit or miss again. The video with OB Eats actually made almost it's over 900,000 views on Instagram I also know that they are on Facebook that the video was posted on Facebook it was also posted on TikTok it was also posted on YouTube and the reason I know all of this is because a lot of our clients started coming so that video went viral like I said we are at nine. Oh wow so just before recording this podcast earlier on today we were at 901k we're actually at 911 so 911,000 views so we're almost at the 1 million mark of views with that video and that video brought us a lot of clients we saw when November and December were supposed to be our lowest months because of Thanksgiving and Christmas we were breaking numbers we were like wow so definitely made my money back in those investments or at least in that investment and the other one I can say was kind of like a a miss but it's really important to point out because that's what made november and december really great at the stand at the cafe it was really good december we broke our sales record and january we are projecting to break those records again especially because in december we close two sundays while january we won't be closing at all so that should put us at a good spot. I share all of this because a lot of these seems like wins and they are, but it has also been a lot of investments like me having to invest in these influencers was something that I had to. I was really close to canceling them because I'm like, no, I have to ensure that I'm able to pay all my expenses. Taking the loss, I mean, yes, we participated a La Feria de los Moles. Yes, we were in media interviews, but we also took a loss in that in that event. It is what it is. I mean, I'm happy because we're going to participate again. Now we know what's going to be our strategy, not just our food strategy and our serving strategy and our systems of operation strategy, but also um, our social media, the marketing, like what are we going to do? What, how are we going to show? What, what's going to be this the call to action that we are going to be doing at that event? Something that I didn't even know, I didn't even plan for. Um, maybe I might hire more people so I can just be the one overseeing instead of like one of the ones in, in, in action, right? And I think sometimes as a business owner, that's something that has been really difficult where like I want to be part of being in the business but there's times where my my time, because I know where I want this business to go or businesses to go, I have to kind of like, okay, someone else has to come in and help me out with that, with whatever work that I I can no longer do. And also, and I know that I want to share all these losses with you, but also to show that, you know, Lucy goes through tough times sometimes. I We applied to a program back in June. I've been wanting to be part of this 
program since 2021 when I first heard about this program. I heard about it in 2021. It's for LA entrepreneurs. It's for black and brown folks. The first time I learned about this program, I was still a teacher and I was like, oh, I wish I was an entrepreneur, a full-time business owner so I could apply to this program. And in 2022, I didn't apply because I just didn't feel ready. My business was barely 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 starting that I just didn't feel that I knew exactly what I wanted last year 2023 we did apply and we didn't get accepted and that was really heartbreaking because I really wanted to be part of the program oh yes I sideway I I, I, I I digress so like I told you guys uh on June so on June when I finally contact the Juntos Crecemos folks I they told me, no, you've been accepted to the program. And basically, we got on board and August, September, they were working with me, which was perfect timing. So when I first heard in June that they had accepted me since, since basically April or May, or yeah, April, I was so upset at myself. Oh, I apply March, actually. April, I got in and they told me in June, no, you've been you've been accepted since April. We just never heard back from you. I was like, I made the worst mistake. This is why my business is not going anywhere. Because I keep missing things. If I would have known I would have gotten accepted, that I got accepted into that program since April, I would have already been somewhere now. June. I wasted two months. But because they started helping me, because my program with them actually started or had to start in August and September or through September I they were able to help me more because now by then I had the brick and mortar if I would have gotten or if I would have started working with them in May or June I can guarantee you that the transition would have been so much more tough for me you know my time with them would have been over and I would have had such a hard time with the POS systems and all these things that they ended up helping me because it was a perfect time when they were helping me. They were helping me when I was making a tough transition. And this is something I reminded myself as I was reflecting on when I did not get into the program in June. I said, okay, well, I didn't get into the program this year, but maybe next year. Next year, I'll get into the program. And next year, is when I will need them the most. And when I get into the program, I'm going to be like, this is why I did not get into the program last year. Because this year is when I actually need their help. So I hope this is helpful. This is like the way I work through my thoughts sometimes where I'm like, oh, this is not working out for me. And I'm always like, it's not working out for me because this is going to work out for me later on. I still need one more step before I can move on you know it's kind of like unlocking it's like when you're playing those games and you can't pass the level no matter how hard you're trying you're like I already played this level like 10 11 15 times and I can't pass it but then the moment you do pass it you start passing the other levels like nothing yeah that's because sometimes that's how business is you have to really really unlock certain things in that level that you're working in to go to move on to the next level so this was a lot I hope that I gave you a sneak peek into what 2023 was for me. So what 2024, I have plans. Like I said, I, I they're babies. My businesses are my babies. My stand is basically a toddler now. 
Decafe Scrawling. I hope that, well, in 2024, it's going to learn how to walk. And this year, I'm going to focus more on what is the coaching and the blog, just because I do have a lot of, I have to prioritize that. That's going to be my priority. And obviously this podcast, because I do enjoy sharing and documenting my my journey with all of you. And, and I can't wait to hear these episodes in 10 years from now and see where I am. And I hope you you do the same if it's not through a podcast, it's through a journal or through social media platform that you have. Um, I'll leave it as that. Follow me at by Lucy Ortega on TikTok and on Instagram. I also have my food businesses. They have their own social medias. One is Sierra Guisados, the Tacos de Guisados stand. And Sierra on Southgate is our cafe on Southgate. Come visit us. It's uh, We are located at 3008 Tweety Boulevard in Southgate, California. I will be having... Our menu has expanded and I hope you can come and try it. We have the Tacos de Guisado on the weekends. And if you want to get the copy of my recipe book... It's on the links in my bios of my social medias as well as the description in this on the episodes in the podcast. I hope everyone has a really good 2024. And that was it for today. Hasta la próxima. Bye-bye.